Well, welcome to another podcast here at Crossroads Community Church. We are so glad that you have decided to join us and uh, got Pastor Eddie with us. We've been away for a while. We've had some different busy things going on this summer. I've uh, had a couple, we've had a couple of special guests, but we're back in the house today, uh, ready to do this podcast over the, the last message from July the 7th. And uh, it's good to see you, Eddie. Thank you, Steve. Good to see you. Nice and warm. Didn't have to scrape any ice this morning. No so. ice this morning, in fact. And this message was the 14th. The 14th. Yeah. You know, I I said it, and I was like, wait a minute. I've, I really That's must right. be busy because I've, I've not caught up <clears throat> with myself. The but. only reason I know because I'm looking at the date in front of me. I wouldn't <laughs> have remembered. <laughs> it is the 14th. You know, uh, Rick Warren said message. that uh, for messages, by Wednesday, the average churchgoer forgets 95% of what he's heard. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. 95%. That's a lot. Yeah, But true. people have asked me what I preached on Sunday and I couldn't tell them, so that's sad. Well, but, that's one reason why we do these <clears> podcasts <throat> in the boy. middle of the week. Uh, great refresher. Uh, great reminder about what the Lord has um, brought uh, to you and to our speakers at times to uh, bring a great message through His Word. And so <coughs> we are... Super glad to be in here and to talk a little bit more about that. But as we do get started, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer so that the Holy Spirit can work through this whole process. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for all that you do in our lives. Thank you for Crossroads Community Church. And we are so blessed to be a people that are are going through this journey together. Um, it's one thing to know that, uh, that we have each other, but it's the greatest thing to know that we have you leading the way. Without you, we'd just be uh, a symbol or a or a gathering of people. Uh, um, but with you at the lead, we are a very purposeful people. With your love at the lead, and so thank you for uh, all that you do in us and and doing around us. And I pray that you'll continue to to do it. Thanks, Holy Spirit, I pray that you bless this podcast and continue to work in us as we uh, present uh, what you had presented, Eddie with and sharing all of us with all of us on Sunday. So we give it to you now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Well, we're out of First uh, Corinthians 11. Um, and uh, it's the first part of that uh, book or that chapter rather, that uh, you talked a little bit about. And uh, why don't you share a little bit about that, uh, what you did? Well, Paul, um, I started out, <clears throat> excuse me, I got something in my throat. I started out talking about mines, uh, about Normandy Harbor being mined and a pilot, those boats on those boats taking them through the minefield. They had to know where to go. Um, and Paul was facing these mines as he gets into this, uh, this situation with the, with the first Corinthians because he had to deal with kind of telling women what to do and that. <laughs> Tongue in cheek, that don't always turn out so good. It's all it's all how you say it, you know, instead of you ask instead of tell, you know, but he had a situation here that they were disrupting worship and that that was that was one of the main things that worship had to be orderly, that uh, you couldn't get out of line so to speak, because it, it would it would disrupt the body. And yeah. that's kind yeah. of you know, one thing about it, he he is diplomatic. He he starts out in verse two, 
I am so glad, dear friends, that you have always you always keep me in your thoughts and you're following the Christian teaching I passed on to you, which is irony to me because they weren't passing. <laughs> right. You know, he started right. out saying that. He was bragging on them. <laughs> you know, it's a lot better with sugar than it, and honey than it is vinegar. Right. When, you, when, you're, when you're trying to season somebody's life. And that's, that's why <laughs> uh, the, I, I look at that and it makes me laugh because I think it's funny because he was bragging <laughs> on them. And boy, then he gets into it. And then he gets into it and he... He, he, he goes to the doctrinal issues, which is God's hierarchy. God's always in charge, regardless. Then man, then woman. And yeah. he, he talks about, then he gets into issues of, of uh, within the context of worship about, uh, when he talks about uh, long hair on a man and short hair on a woman. Right. Or, and it was because of, the, uh, you had to look at the back ground issue that in Corinth there were temples open 24-7 that you could go in and have sex with men or women didn't mm. matter mm. those male temple prostitutes all had shoulder length all had long hair so Paul's issue was if you being a member of the church of Corinth people see you out on the street with that long hair they'll they'll think you're you're prostituting yourself instead mm. of being a witness for Christ mm. so that's the issue he really didn't care about hair but he cared about their witness their witness the testimony what they exactly what right it was they, the same way with the woman the prostitutes right. had real short kept their hair real short mm-hmm. if a Corinthian woman was out on the street and people would see her with real short hair they might assume that she was a prostitute in one of those temples so that's exactly right so he was trying to and that's when he said that uh, long hair on a woman was uh, adorned or adorned them they made them you know, made him look better. Actually, is what he's trying right, to say. Right. So, well, isn't it interesting? Because as we step into our um, current present day, and we think, okay, well, we don't have male prostitutes and women, you know, uh, female prostitutes that are that are rolling around here in temples that do that kind of thing, and you know, Corinthians, uh, the Corinth uh, area. But what do we have? And and some of those things that we need to express during this time of, of our podcast uh, is, let's bring that to light a little bit. How does this connect directly with our present day today? Well, the issue is today that people, a lot of our sin can be done in private. Mm-hmm. I just take the internet for example. Right. What the, how much dangers there are in the privacy of your own home what you can do i mean a to z you can pretty much find out anything actually and but that's between you and god and you don't know it but when we think about today what he was talking about uh, it, our witness i mean our actions our speech everything we do and we say whether it's at work or at home or anywhere in the public we, we reflect christ and we have to keep that to the forefront of our mind Right. And you're trying to form this analogy, you know, there's all kinds of, of volatile issues from gun control to immigration and all of these things that, that face us. We have to have an opinion on it, mm. but we, we, we have to try to go to God and, and glean that opinion from his word and what he yeah, says. Because we, we've all got our own opinions mm. and sometimes they don't line up with God's. That's the problem. Yeah, so that outward appearance and that, and that outward, we're not asking, we don't believe that that Christ is saying. In fact, we know that Christ is not saying, or Paul is not saying in these words, but during the uh, the time uh, that we read about Christ uh, talking about that outward appearance, he's not saying uh, that you should be pristine and looking 
a certain way, whitewashed on the outside, right? But black, but black in the inside, uh, and and um, he's saying, check the heart, with also your testimony, make sure that your integrity and character and the consistency thereof is lining up. Yeah. If that's the case, people can then respond to you in, a, in accordance to what you believe in. So that's what Paul is saying to these Corinthians. Look, be aware of these snares and the goofy ways you guys are tricking yourselves. Don't trick yourselves. Don't trick others. Allow yourselves to get a grip for Christ. Yeah. Well, and then he's careful not to... He doesn't really want to alienate women. Right. And that's when he... He, he brings up the order of creation. I, I love that. I've used that in wedding ceremonies before. As you, as you go back, he calls him God's man's helper. Helper is the first descriptive term in the Bible used for a woman. It doesn't come from the Hebrew word for doormat. It's not term, a term of inferiority or of, of assistance. Suitable means counterpart, one who completes what is missing in man. And then he goes back to Genesis where... The woman is called the uh, man's Ezer Kenigdo, which is lifesaver. I, mm. I like that. I like that concept. Yep. Men and women need each other. That's the Paul. What was Paul was saying? One's not any important than the other. God's just given us different roles, right. and we have to know those roles right. to be to be in God's will. That mm. is, that is the point. It, it, you know, it, it's like Adam says to Eve, "This is now bone of my bone, and flesh of my flesh." And she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. Um, God intended was to make her a power and a strength for a man, that she would be uh, his life safer. And you know, and I've always quoted my son Joshua when he said, without a, a good woman, most men would self-destruct. And that, in my case, that's really true. So I, I laugh about that, but yeah, it's true. I mean, really, men and women complete each other. Right. We're equal, but like I said, I keep going back to that. And, and Paul's not done with this as you get, we get on over in, in, in 1 Corinthians. He's, he's not done because some of these women, as well as the men, were causing problems within the context of the church, and he right. addresses that. I think that's the point is you have to address it. You have to do it in love. You have to do what the, how the Scripture puts it out, but nonetheless, you still have to do it. Uh, in love, yeah, and and you know, talking about the um, the way that it is presented from Christ to man to woman, uh, man being the head of the household, that is a huge responsibility because as we look upon that and see that, and we've described it here before on the podcast, and of course you from the front, is the fact that man must be willing to give up his self. To give his life up for his his family, for his his wife, literally by saying, "I surrender." Okay, we we might not be in the line of fire, uh, gunfire or anything like that by giving up our lives, but that's you know, that's one thing. Uh, but more importantly, for us to see that on the everyday, surrendering to God mm-hmm. by be by. By finding that our weakness uh, is presented to him, Father, I cannot do this by myself. This is ridiculous to think that I could ever do it by myself. I surrender to you. So please take me as I as there as I need so much wisdom 
to guide my family, direct my family. I don't have it, but you've given me this position. I need to know. And so as we're open with the Father and the Holy Spirit that way, by doing that and committing that day, He pours into us. We'll make mistakes, Mm -hmm. but for us not to get into, and I'll go to the Emerson Egrich uh, Love and Respect book, where he'll say, you get if you get into those crazy cycles, and that and that crazy cycle starts to go, look for the hot topics and don't, don't don't jump on those buttons. Mm. Remove yourself from that by, by removing a, a, a response or look to respond through love to her, or look to respond in respect to him, even though they might not des- deserve it at that time. But anyway, back to it again, saying to the husband. The man, you have got a great responsibility, and that first responsibility is surrendering to God each day. Yeah, and a lot of men have shirked that responsibility, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. So then yep. he he goes into and he he talks about um, that God looks at the heart, you know. And then uh, I went to First Samuel sixteen seven uh, when they were looking for a king. When Samuel went to uh, Jesse and looking at these boys because he had all them sons. God says, do not look at his appearance or the height of his stature, for God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool because he went through all them boys, and then Jesse didn't think he'd want to see David because he's a kid. Right. Uh, he was out with the sheep and uh, or the goats, so to speak, and then Samuel says, you got any more kids? He said, yeah, I got, I got the youngest out out in the field he said well bring him in he was the one that he chose wasn't them other big strong right. brothers it was him right but that and that is and we know the rest of the story. that is the point <laughs> that god looks at the heart and that's yeah and it is so important for us uh, in this day uh, and age that we through our gift of love to others that we do not go out with pride and saying well, I've got the right answers for you, and I'm going to bring. I'm going to make you. I'm going yeah. to set you straight, or yeah. I'm going to to bring you to a, a the the truth. See, the Holy Spirit works in so many different ways with so many different peoples with so many different backgrounds. We've got to be patient, allow Him to work through His love. Mm-hmm. But if we portray it, and again, it's not just men that have to surrender; it's women and men, boys and girls, surrendering, learning that habit of surrendering every yeah. day. To say, I no longer, what does he say? I no longer live, but I am crucified with Christ so that Christ is seen from me. That is a tough, big responsibility. But I tell you, as we learn that habit and that surrendering, uh, boy, his love shines forth from us in a consistent way. That's great stuff. So I think that you narrow that down, you look for the the core of the thesis of, of this passage it's it's it, there's two one is that be, he's instructing believers to show respect for their spouse yep bar none yep and then to have reverent behavior and worship that's that's the two uh, and then uh, you know and that's one of the things I said at the end that matters of fashion or style or personal like you wear to church but I just said I always want you covered that was right. my point. <laughs> yeah, on that. that, he's more con- he's more concerned about the condition of your heart and what kind of clothes you got on, right. and then you know that second application. Does your image that you portray in, in speech and in action glorify God twenty four seven? And uh, next week, 
uh, I'll be in conference in Finley, Ohio, and uh, Pastor Scott's coming. So everybody loves Scott. Yep. Oh. Yep. Pastor Scott will be coming this Sunday, and uh, hopefully we can set up a podcast time with him, um, and it'll be good. But uh, uh, we love the fact that uh, each and every one of you are are uh, gleaning from Corinthians. Um, Pastor, uh, we appreciate you going through this book. It's a tough book to go through. Well, I've tried to get out of it, but God won't let me. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> I've argued with him. But it's good because um, as we wrestle with some of the stuff that, that is inside this for present day, we look at the Corinthian church and we look at the Corinth and, and Corinth and uh, bringing forth some of this uh, from, ha- from, the, from the history in the past that uh, shows us, as you have studied, what uh, the Corinth uh, way of life was back then and how the church was... A lot of similarities to today. Oh, there's really a lot is. of similarities today. And, and um, we might not have some of the things that we had referred to before in, the past, uh, in our present day, but we do. There are things yeah. that, that um, anyway, so well, thanks for bringing that one up. One of the chapters coming up, um, Paul talks about the resurrection of Christ from the dead. It's our foundation. Uh, there were people in Greece that didn't believe that, but there are people right here in uh, America and Sullivan County, Indiana, don't yeah. have a grasp of that. No. So, yeah, it is, like you said, Steve, it's good stuff, and... Uh, I've struggled a little bit, but uh, that's okay. Well, our, our hope through it all is that the love of Christ, the love that God has presented to us, the determination that uh, not just the love of God, but the, um, the importance to recognize and honor and the reverence for God mm-hmm. is so important. It, starts with our hearts starts from our very inner core and uh, thanks for bringing it to life I want you to have a word of prayer with us here Father we love you and we do thank you for your word Uh, we're amazed sometimes Lord uh, of all the years that uh, you Holy Spirit inspired it to be written down but how relevant it is for every day Uh, Mm -hmm. everything we need to know about life and about family about relationships it's, it's in your word and uh, all those nuggets of truth are in there for us to go in and dig out. You, you, that's what you expect us to do and you desire us to do, Lord. It's your word to us, and we thank you for it. So right now, Father, as I think about this, our behavior uh, with our spouses, that uh, we treasure each other, that we realize that one's not any more higher on the scale than any other, but you've given us roles, and as we fulfill those God-given roles, Lord, uh, our lives will be smoother and yes. uh, we'll have more joy and blessing in our lives if we're obedient and we thank you for that. So, Father, I just thank you for all these folks that hear this. I just ask that you give them a special blessing. We ask all these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks uh, again, Pastor, for spending the time with me and, uh, and uh, with us. And uh, as we go on into this next week and uh, weeks ahead, we're needing to be praying for our pastor as he continues to go over through Corinthians and also on his trip, of course, to Findlay, Ohio. But uh, folks, we hope that you continue to enjoy your summer. Uh, please be careful out there the rest of this week. Good grief, it's hot. So uh, be, be careful out there. For sure. But um, God bless you. And until next time, uh, 
we'll say goodbye. Yep. All right. Thanks, Steve. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.